right, let's take our Bibles. We're going to go to the book of Philippians, chapter number 4. Uh, today I'll be mindful of the time, the late time of me getting into the pulpit. I am a little long-winded, and, uh, but uh, I will not be today. Uh, and do encourage you to be out for all the services through this month. Uh, I'll be preaching about missions uh, and uh, giving and things throughout uh, the course of October. Uh, of course, we're going towards the first uh, Sunday in November where we take up our faith promise commitments. Uh, and uh, this is uh, one of my favorite topics uh, to preach on. I love missions. I love missionaries. Uh, in fact, even uh, just the other day, coming back from Brother Fountain's um, his memorial, and it was a great, a great turnout uh, for that. Continue to pray uh, for the Fountain family. Uh, but uh, I was making my way, and I got a um, uh, an inbox thing and a text uh, from a gentleman I'd, uh, I'd never met before, and uh, and uh, so I called him uh, back, and uh, he pastors uh, in the states in North Carolina. Uh, his dad is a missionary. Uh, and so he was calling on behalf of his dad. Uh, his dad is uh, an older gentleman, been uh, on the mission field uh, in Africa for, uh, for many, many years. Uh, it's not really uh, tech savvy and, and different things. And uh, so he was basically reaching out for his dad, uh, needed uh, to raise a little bit of support for them. Uh, and uh, and uh, he, um, in that whole conversation, uh, explaining uh, just our ministry philosophy as a church. And again, this is somebody who sees it from afar, uh, knows that we have a heart for missions and missionaries, uh, wanted to see if we would partner uh, with uh, his dad on the mission field. And I'm, I'm for all that. And I love it uh, when people just call. Uh, and uh, again, it takes finances to send missionaries. Uh, and I never uh, apologize for talking about that. Uh, and, and I don't want missionaries ever to feel that they need to apologize for it uh, as well. And uh, so can we just get it out of our... It takes money uh, to send missionaries to mission fields, all right? Can everybody say amen to that? Uh, and, uh, and it's money that comes from, uh, from established churches. So throughout the month, uh, we'll be talking about it. But he, uh, it, it, it was a blessing to me to be able to share with him uh, our mission uh, philosophy, uh, and it was a blessing for him to hear it because not a lot of churches today have the same kind of thoughts about it. Uh, they approach missions in uh, many different ways, uh, and probably one of the most difficult things that I see and that we've seen as a church, uh, one of the big reasons why we have our missions house is because uh, missionaries oftentimes uh, are not taken care of uh, in ways that I feel that they should be taken care of. And we, we do that, and we love doing that. And, we, uh, and it just reminded me more of this passage of Scripture uh, than any of the other Scriptures that I might preach on uh, in regards to missions. And so I'm not going to read the whole text and then come back at it. Uh, we're going we're gonna to look at some things from it uh, here this morning, and we'll continue with those thoughts uh, here coming, uh, coming up uh, in some of my next messages. Uh, before the service, uh, earlier this morning, I was reading the news, uh, and uh, in the news, uh, there uh, was an article um, about 
um, uh, I think it's uh, Buttigieg, who's uh, the uh, transportation secretary uh, here. He's, he was listed on mater- paternity leave for a couple months. That's a whole other sermon uh, in and of itself. Uh, and uh, and uh, anyways, uh, moving forward, uh, the, uh, he, was, he was talking about the supply chain shortages that we have. People say, okay, you got to get your Christmas presents ordered, and, and on and on. We know uh, that the shipping containers are sitting in ports, and uh, there's all kinds of different stuff. And, and, and just in normal political spin fashion, uh, he said that the reason we have all these supply chain uh, shortages is because we all, we're all buying stuff uh, because the president has uh, made our economy so great. Uh, and, uh, and so we're supposed to look at the fact that we can't get stuff. It says everybody's buying stuff. Uh, and, uh, and it just befuddles me, uh, the, uh, the things that we read and see. But having said that, um, we're living in, in a, a day and time. There are people in our services that have, uh, have been around during the Depression. Uh, we've, we've all, uh, through the course of history, have, uh, have lived through recessions and uh, downturns in the economy. And, uh, and there's just a lot of kind of, kind of scary things uh, that are involved with all of that for everybody. Now, as Christians... Um, even in this text, uh, for example, in chapter number four, uh, Paul, uh, at uh, let's say verse number four, he says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Remember, he is writing this, this letter to the church of Philippi from a prison cell, a Roman prison cell. Uh, and, uh, and he wrote, uh, so it's a prison epistle, and uh, he's writing to a church of Macedonia, which was mentioned uh, in, uh, in the testimony earlier. You saw uh, on the map there uh, three different churches, the church at Thessalonica, the church at Philippi, the church of Berea, where we have our namesake of, of Berean Baptist Church. And these were churches that were struggling uh, big time. Uh, we'll read about that at another time in 2 Corinthians uh, where there was, uh, they, they, there was afflictions, a difficult time for Christians, not just uh, uh, with the, spiritually with the gospel, but then also financially. These were very poor churches. And let me say this, um, uh, the poor, uh, when it comes to missions, the poor give more. And uh, recently someone uh, gifted me with a, a widow's mite, uh, and uh, we know that story in Scripture and uh, that she gave what, all that she had. Uh, we know that in missions, we give out of uh, that which God has given us. Then God promises here that He gives us according to His riches in Christ Jesus. And there's a big difference. Uh, if I was to say, I'm going to give you, you know, whatever, uh, you know, dollar amount uh, out of what I have is different than me writing you a blank check according to what I have. And so God, God says some wonderful things and makes us a promise in this passage of Scripture. But they were going through a very difficult time. Paul himself, writing from prison, is saying to rejoice always. And again, I say rejoice. And says, let your moderation be known unto all men. The temperance in our mind. And he's saying to not be careful for anything, not to worry, to have good thoughts. And then even gives us a pattern of the things that we should think about in uh, verse number eight, things that are true and honest and just. And uh, these are all in the context 
uh, of Paul writing from jail to a church that was uh, in a bad place, uh, in, in mostly because of the difficulties that they were seeing from, from without, just the persecution and the affliction uh, that was there uh, in an agricultural community uh, where people lived hand to mouth uh, to, in many respects, but even worse than that. It was, it was, it was saying, you know, uh, to, to poor people, these people were like legit poor, really poor. Uh, but the poor, uh, if you just think about that phrase, the poor give more. Uh, and, uh, and it's something I want you to really think about as we read on. And he, so he says in verse number nine of, of chapter number four, these things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. And so he's learned some things. Uh, in his life, and uh, which he's going to talk about in a moment to this church. Uh, but he says, that the things that you've seen uh, and heard in me, to do them, it was a pattern. As he says, as I follow Christ, he said, to follow me. And, uh, and we know that in the New Testament in particular, uh, Paul is um, he's kind of the spokesperson uh, for the church age. And uh, in most of our New Testament written by him, so he says, the stuff that you're reading about Christians for us now, uh, the things that you've seen in me and heard, he's telling them, but also us under inspiration because it's for us as well. Uh, wasn't written to us, uh, but it's for our learning. He says to do them. And then uh, he, he says uh, something that uh, is, is wonderful in verse number 10. He says, but I rejoiced in the Lord greatly. Now he's in prison and we know Paul would sing in prison. Uh, he'd be praising the Lord and uh, and guards and other prisoners would hear that, and we read of conversion stories uh, in Scripture because of that. Uh, and we all should uh, should realize uh, that uh, that God, as He saved, saved us, has given us a song in our heart uh, and a joy that we can have despite our circumstances. Um, and and the reason I talked about supply chain shortages and the different stuff and there's all kinds of people either getting fired from their jobs or, or quitting their jobs. Uh, they, the economy is, is a mess. There's, there's scary things uh, perhaps in the future. We just don't know um, what, what's going to take place. Inflation, all of that. I'm thankful that the bank of God always adjusts for inflation uh, and uh, God is so good uh, to us. Uh, and he says, I rejoice greatly. Um, so here he is in a, uh, you know, a prison cell, not like what uh, prisons are today, dark, dungeon, um, rat-infested, uh, stinky, you know, everything else. And, uh, you know, you worried about germs and masks. Just think about the germs <laughs> uh, and all the, the, the nasty things that would be in a cell uh, that he was in. And when you were there, um, you didn't, uh, they didn't, you know, you didn't have uh, the prison cafeteria to go to. Um, there wasn't an, infirm, uh, an infirmary that you could go to. Uh, if you were, everything that you received, you received from without. People had to bring it to you. They had to minister to you. Uh, and so Epaphroditus had come uh, and, and was ministering to Paul. And he was, he was, rejoicing uh, over that. If you can imagine just being in, a, in the position that he was in uh, and that to have the fellowship 
but, to, but the supply that came from Epaphroditus uh, is, is something that brought great joy to the Apostle Paul. Uh, again, for sake of time, uh, the Bible refers to that ministering uh, to Paul in this way or us ministering to missionaries to, that are going to Serbia or wherever uh, as the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. And one of the greatest joys in, in ministry uh, is, uh, for me, uh, is seeing the joy uh, that people have, missionaries, uh, when we come alongside of them and partner with them in monthly support or uh, in other ways, uh, but to be a blessing uh, or to, uh, you know, stuff like next door to where, um, where we go beyond. Like it's, it's kind of um, what we do next door is extra uh, it, uh, with, when it comes to uh, missions, apartments, and different stuff. And, and I know there's probably been people in our church that, uh, that, have, uh, that have wondered about, uh, you know, the splurging or the different things, like we just got adjustable beds in there. And, and, uh, and, and there have been people who think, you know, it's kind of overboard. And I understand that sentiment. However, um, if, you, if you love missions and missionaries, you wouldn't think that way. And, uh, and so I give people that think that way the benefit of the doubt uh, that, that God's going to bring them along uh, in that. And, uh, and really that comes from, um, you know, where, our, where our, our, our treasure is, our heart is. Uh, the Bible speaks of that. And so it's extra. Uh, it's even like, um, here's, how extra, here's how extra I want to be. Uh, I mean, even that, um, there's a lot of things I'd like to do. Um, but, uh, but I'm going to buy, I'm going to buy Dyson hair dryers for the mission house. Does everybody know what those are? Uh, and, uh, so Dyson hair dryers, uh, I mean, the, the vacuum cleaners are different things, whatever. And they're like $400 a piece. And you say, why would you do that? Because I want, I want missionaries, if they're blowing, drying their hair to think we're really blow drying our hair. <laughs> this is awesome. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, and so we want everyone that goes there to feel blessed and to rejoice uh, in being taken care of because, to be frank, um, there's a lot of places where missionaries go uh, that it costs them to go, uh, and, uh, and they're not treated well, uh, and that's not what we want. Uh, and so Paul was in prison rejoicing greatly, uh, because of what was provided for him uh, at the hand of Epaphroditus from the church of Philippi uh, that uh, was an impoverished church, uh, yet they were, they were doing this. And I'm going to come back to that part of it here in a moment. And, uh, but lest he leave the impression uh, that it was the stuff uh, that caused him to rejoice, he makes some clarification. And he uses uh, a word content uh, in our English Bible uh, that at that time, um, when, when this was read, most likely, um, everybody in the congregation perked up. Because contentedness as, a, as a, uh, a thing or as a philosophy at that time was a stoic philosophy. Uh, long story short, uh, Stoics believed in, uh, in that they were self-content 
uh, in what, who they were and who they are. And it was a, uh, a place where they had kind of grown to. So when, when Paul said the word content, uh, it, 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 would, it would probably, you know, they would perk up and almost like, like, where is he going with this? Because he was always very straightforward in, you know, false doctrine and other types of things and stuff that creeps into the church. And so, so they're thinking, um, you know, we've heard, you know, people like, well, maybe the time frame's off, like Seneca or other people, Stoics, who, who teach on this, but he clarifies uh, it by pointing to a contentedness, not in self, but in Christ, in what Christ has done for him. And, and he's trying to teach them that. He had learned a, a secret in life uh, that the average Christian hasn't learned. Um, that even though, like, I know this passage and I've read it and I love it and I preach it, uh, and uh, I've, I've still not arrived to a level of contentedness that the Apostle Paul says that we all can have, that we should all aspire to. Notice what he says. He says, not that I speak in respect of want, for I've learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to abase, to be abased and to know how to abound everywhere and in all things I am instructed. Uh, he's learned both to be full and hungry. So he says, and by the way, uh, verse number 13 uh, I can do all things through Christ, uh, which strengtheneth me is in the context of what's, what he's talking about. It's not, you know, you can do anything if you, it, it, through Jesus Christ. There's a lot of things that you can't do. There's a lot of things I can't do. We, we misapply that, that scripture often. Uh, so he's basically saying, uh, I can be poor, I can be rich, I can have, I can have not. I've learned that whatever state I am, uh, I can be content and I can do all things through, through Christ. I can be in a jail cell uh, in, uh, in writing this letter. I could be on, you know, on top of, you know, of, of the, the mountaintop uh, with, with blessings and, uh, and food and everything else. Uh, I, either way, whether I have little or I have much, uh, I know that God, God's got me and, and I'm content in that. Uh, and, uh, but then he says, notwithstanding... Uh, he, he, he says, so it's not, I'm not overjoyed with, with you know, the food and supplies or the medicine that Epaphroditus uh, brought because, uh, you know, because of the stuff, because even if I didn't have the stuff, I'm good. Um, but, but he but said, notwithstanding, uh, he said, you have well done uh, that you did communicate with my affliction. Uh, so when we look at the word communicate uh, or we read even the first chapter of the book of, uh, of Philippians, uh, how he talks about the fellowship, there was a partnering, uh, a communication concerning giving and receiving. He kind of used that. He said, no church has done this, but you've done it. Uh, no one has communicated with me concerning uh, giving and receiving, but you only, and you said, he said, in Thessalonica, uh, you gave once and again unto my necessity. And again, he's, and it's just like, um, you know, it's like a missionary gets up in our church and says, uh, you know, we'd, we'd, we'd love for you to support us. Not that we need your support, uh, but that it be fruit to your account. Uh, and, uh, but, you know, I like to, to feed my kids and, uh, and we need to maybe get a vehicle while we're over there. And, uh, and, uh, and not that, not that, we, not that we, uh, we need your money, and it's this kind of like this back and forth. It's like we know that they need it, and they know that they need it, and then we don't talk about it. 
uh, because it's this elephant, you know, kind of in the room. Uh, and uh, but so Paul's almost like, I'm blessed, but I, you know, but even if you didn't bless me, I'm good. Uh, and uh, and so, you know, don't take it just what you've done and uh, and make yourself feel like uh, whatever. And he's and he's almost having to minimize um, what has been done for him. It's like a super like he rejoiced greatly. Uh, but he's, he's letting, it's not that I desire a gift in verse number nine, but I desire fruit uh, to your account. But I have of all and abound, I am full, having received of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you in odor of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. And then another verse that we take out of context all the time. Uh, verse number 19, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches uh, in glory by Christ Jesus. Now, uh, I'm going to be wrapping it up here in just a minute because I promise I wasn't going to be long. Uh, and, uh, but something had happened uh, to the church at Philippi, um, and we really don't know exactly what it is. But back in verse number 10, uh, the language of the verse says that, uh, that he rejoiced in the Lord greatly, that now at the last your care for me hath flourished again. And he used this idea of, a, of flourishing like a budding tree and uh, in, in its language that they understood uh, uh, rang true with them, resonated with them. Uh, and he said, wherein you were careful, but you lacked opportunity. Uh, so there was some kind of mitigating circumstance uh, that, uh, that they had ministered to him in Thessalonica, but they had stopped doing it. Um, and we don't really know what it is. And it could have been the affliction, the persecution. We know it, poverty was part of all of that. Um, maybe, maybe they didn't, you know, it's not like, like today you could cash app somebody money. Uh, you know, if a missionary says, hey, we have a need, I'm like, can I cash app it to you? Uh, can we Venmo it? Uh, and we can, it used to be like, you know, Western Union or uh, you'd send a MoneyGram or whatever. You can send money around the, around the world to somebody by, by pressing uh, something on your phone in an app. But back then, it wasn't like that. Uh, you, had to, you had to send it by somebody, uh, and, uh, and you had to know where they were, uh, because if you like, loaded somebody up with money to send them to, uh, to you know, some place, they could leave in the interim. It's like it took months. <laughs> so there are a lot of logistical reasons, perhaps, that they couldn't minister to his needs, but he said, you've begun to do this, uh, and it's flourished again, and I'm rejoicing. Not that I mean, God's got me, but you've done a good thing. And he said, because of it, what you've done is, is a, it's a sacrifice that's well-pleasing to God, a sweet-smelling thing. And, uh, and there's a sermon in us just knowing that when we do this type of, of stuff, that it pleases God greatly. God loves it. Every time, every time we can give uh, to a missionary that we can be a blessing, it, it's not just missions, it has to do with everything from uh, if you, it, when you give to the poor, you lend to the Lord. Uh, God says a lot about benevolence in Scripture, uh, and it pleases God greatly. Uh, and so if you're ever wondering, uh, how can I make God happy? Um, be generous. Be liberal in that. Uh, and, uh, and you can never go wrong. Uh, and, and, and here's, in its context, what God is saying in verse number 19. He said, But my God shall supply all your need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So, 
directly in the context what, what, what Paul is saying to the church at Philippi is that God is going to supply every need uh, that was created by their, their sacrificial giving to him. So he, he says, he said, I've received from Epaphroditus, uh, and it was awesome, and God's very pleased. He said, but, my, but God's going to supply um, all your need, uh, the need that was, that was um, caused in, in, you know, directly by their giving to his need. Now, I'm saying all that to bring us to one main point this morning, because all through this month, um, you know, I'm going to be mentioning Faith Promise Missions. And, and if I was here last week, I would have, and I hope both the missionaries said give to missions. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and, uh, and we'll be saying a lot about that. But there's a lot of, there's a lot of layers. And, uh, and one thing I want you to understand is that verse number 19 is not a promise that God gives to everybody. It's conditioned upon what we do and what we give. Uh, and uh, we like to claim it, like take it all out of there and like, you know, uh, it's like, well, I've got a bill to pay. And, uh, and, uh, and, and, and it's, in fairness, we sing, you know, um, who owns the cattle on a thousand hills of wealth in every mine? You know, uh, God does. He's our heavenly father and he knows our needs before we even ask him. And we know that God loves us and he gives us good gifts and he cares for us. And, uh, and, uh, and he does that despite uh, our uh, behavior, uh, if you will, and God is good to us. And aren't you glad? Say amen. amen. But verse number 19 is, is not a, an, in, you know, an a la carte promise uh, to, to, to every Christian. It is attached to what we've read in that passage of Scripture. So there's a part that I want you to understand this year in particular, and, may, and last year too, when it comes to faith promise giving, and I'm going to say more about that as a whole, is that there may be mitigating circumstances in 2021 uh, that would cause you pause in giving to foreign missions. Um, You don't know um, what gas prices are going to be in November. You have no idea um, what might take place with a stock market crash or, uh, or um, the supply chain stuff or, um, you know, uh, not just, I mean, inflation, uh, I mean, things are costing a whole lot more and you, and you just don't know. And you, and you think, well, uh, I know we've got a pledge card that we're going to fill out in November, but, but man, I'm just going to have to see because I don't know. Uh, and uh, there are mitigating circumstances that stopped them from giving uh, when they had given before. And, there, and there, are, there are those types of things in our life today that, that as, as a Christian, I've not seen in my, in my life. Um, the, the, the world's on fire. And, and, we're, and we're just not sure. But before all these verses, when Paul is saying, you know, being temperate or moderation, and uh, it's not a proof text for, you know, drinking in moderation. Uh, like, Let your moderation be known to all men. <laughs> and uh, and uh, so, it, but, it's, but he says to not be, to be careful, but to have the right thoughts. And so we've been thinking about things above and, 
and focusing our mind on, on heaven and heavenly things and, and not being earthly minded and, 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 uh, and, and focused in on all the difficult stuff that's surrounding in our lives. And we've been, we've been trying really hard this last year to do that. Um, but there's also this stuff coming up with our faith promise commitments that I really want you to think, I want you to think this way. Uh, I want you to understand is that, yes, you, you might have need um, and you can't see yourself giving sacrificially to missions because of, of all the unknown. Uh, I don't want you to be irresponsible. I want you to understand that God says he will supply all your need according to his riches in Christ Jesus. And immediately from the context is the need that is generated because of your giving to others. Here's how that works out. It's like if, if, um, if, I, uh, if, the, if the Holy Spirit of God uh, says to me, um, you know, pay for somebody's groceries, uh, and, I, and I obey the Spirit of God, God has promised uh, that He is going to supply the need that is created by my giving to that individual. So there's never a time that I am, that I am safer financially than, than when I am obeying the Spirit's leading in the area of giving. And it encompasses a lot of stuff under that umbrella. With this, it's the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. It's all stuff in the Bible, and it's great stuff. And so, so this is how I look at this year. I'm going to raise my faith promise missions commitment because I can't. Are you following me? It's, it's, money's tight. And, uh, and, you know, and you're paying twice as much to fill your gas tank as you did uh, just a short time ago. And, uh, and, uh, and you're going to the store and the stuff's not, not in there. And what's in there, it, it costs more. And, uh, and, uh, and there's this, and it's like it just like it's piling on. And, and Pastor, I just, don't, I just don't, I just can't be involved in Faith Promise Missions. I'm like, that's why you got to be involved in Faith Promise Missions. Be, it, because the... Let's say if you, uh, and I get this all the time, uh, somebody say, can you help us with this bill? Uh, and, uh, and, uh, and I say, okay, um, tell me what's going on. Uh, well, I smoke three packs a day and, uh, and, I got all, and, they got, and they list out all these different things that they're spending their money on, but then they want help with, with a bill. Um, God, God doesn't promise to bail us out of our irresponsibility when it comes to spending. Spending on things that, we don't need or that are harmful to us or, or those types of, types of things. But what God does do uh, is, is he, he puts himself on the spot and says, when you, if you generate a need in your life because of what I've led you to do in regards to this, he, he says, I'm going to supply that need. There's differences between greed and need and things that we want, things that we need. Uh, when you, when, but, but, there's, but there's other things that God supplied for them. For example, God would supply all their need. And again, I can't preach on this. Give me one more minute and I'm done. God would supply all their need. The churches of Macedonia, um, their need for joy, um, their need for steadfastness to endure um, uh, hardship as a good soldier of the Lord Jesus Christ. They needed that. It was tough, way tougher than, than it is now or that we'll ever see uh, in our lifetime. Uh, they had a need that God supplied, a need for humility, uh, a need for concord, unity, 
uh, in, their, in their churches. God supplied that. Um, when you read about the churches of Macedonia, when you read First and Second Thessalonians, when you read about the church of Berea, the church at Philippi, when he, 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 there were so many things that God said uh, about them, uh, their need for peace, their, their need to, uh, uh, the ability to face all their circumstances. There's not one thing that they truly needed uh, that God would not give them. That's the promise that he gave them in verse number 19. I'll supply all your need uh, according to his riches uh, in Christ Jesus. Uh, and, uh, and so it's not, just, it's not just I need money to pay my bills. Uh, it's, it's all the other ancillary things that we need right now during coronavirus and life, joy, peace, endurance, hum- all of them. So it's like I've got, I've got all this, these problems and these things and these fears and this all this other stuff, and, and God, in one way, there's many solutions in the Bible, but one solution God gives us is you love people and you minister to their needs. And the needs that you create by doing that, I've got them. Uh, and, uh, and it's all your needs, according to his riches, in all of our needs. We need um, money, um, we need to pay bills. We need to buy food. That's a need. Uh, but we need a whole lot more than that right now uh, in our lives. And uh, because there's people, there's people with, you know, roofs over their heads and full bellies and clothes on their back who are miserable and afraid uh, and struggling with so many different things. So, yes, we'll talk about giving. Um, but it's, but it's, it's not just... You know, um, God's got all the money to support missions. It's in your pocket. Uh, and so you ought to give it. And, uh, and conduits and uh, of, of, your, you know, of what you have and all these different ways and, uh, and get these missionaries to the field. It's way deeper than that. Uh, and so there might, be, there might be times during this month where you come to me and say, Pastor, can I talk to you? And, and you, tell me, you tell me I've got this problem, this problem, this problem. And I'll say, are you going to give to Faith Promise Missions? And you're going to go, like, what has that got to do with it? Well, actually, quite a bit. Because you got, you got needs that I can't help you with. And, and God says that he will help you with. It, but it's tied to, it's tied to generosity. Um, in our affliction, in our deep poverty, it's what we do for others. And God, we, can't, we say, we can't outgive the Lord. All those principles in there, we do, we do that. So it's not, it's not money for me. It's not money for, it's money for, uh, you know, uh, not for this church. It's, it's money for missions and missionaries and, and what they got. And God loves it. And, and, the, and the, one of the, you know, the icing on the cake, if you will, in one respect, is that when we do that and, and God's so pleased with it, God's like, it's like, I'm, here's, here's, here's for you. Here's your, your needs. And it's not just money. He's like, I give to missions and I don't go to my, you know, uh, the mailbox and there's money in it. Um, you know, but there's a whole lot of other things that he promised that I wish I had more time uh, that, that God said that he'll give you. And so bear with me uh, this month as we talk about these things because there's a whole, there's a whole lot involved in it. Uh, and uh, that pleases God, that'll, that'll, that'll please you, that'll help you uh, if you grasp these truths. Let's all stand.
uh, with our heads bowed and our eyes closed today. And I, 